Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Holy Jesus. What is that? What the fuck is that? Hello and welcome back to the Liverpool Groove. Um, gonna keep it short and sweet for you this week because we've took up fucking a lot of your time. <laughs> Last couple of episodes, um, feel bad a little bit. Um, so yeah, gonna keep it short this one. Um, so Sunday, fucking, what happened? <laughs> Do you know what? It was just the old cliche of one of them games. I think when you you see Nunes go through and the keeper make that save, and then going through again in it in the bar. Starts, starts looking like it's going to be one of them days where it's just not going to go in the net. I don't think we were under any threat whatsoever. Like, I've seen full on meltdown saying we were absolutely shit. Like, I don't see it. I just think it was one of them days where it wouldn't go in the net. On another day, that's like a Bournemouth game. You could be getting nine goals. So, I don't see. I, I couldn't get my head around all the, the big meltdown of how shit we were and how we were. People were saying we were arrogant from a turn up to games, just expecting to win. I didn't see none of that. I just seen Liverpool attacking and attacking and attacking and the ball not going in the net. That that's where I'm I, I, I seen it. I wasn't disappointed in the performance, I wasn't disappointed in the attitude. I didn't see any bad body language from any of the players thinking they were bigger or better than Luton. I just seen our lads go to a fucking tough ground with a good atmosphere. Um and couldn't put the ball in the net. Yeah, I mean I don't think we I, I, for once, I don't think we underestimated them or, or disrespected them or anything like that. I think certainly last season, you know, we went to all three promoted grounds, I think, and lost last season. Um, so I don't think there was any of that this time around. But I think, yeah, so I, I agree with you in, in that we didn't disrespect them or anything like that. And I don't think we played badly. I just think you look at the chances we had and, you know, Nunes, we all love him and I love him. And, you know, he get he hits that one against the bar. You can forgive that because it was a, it was a good effort. Um, you know, he's had a I think he's had a couple where the keeper saved it again. That's just part and parcel of it. And then the one, the the one, the sitter, um, where he's he's hit it over the bar from next to the post, is is just awful. I think it just makes me laugh, lad. He just makes me smile because he's you know what it is, lad. He's for me. I've looked at it, and for me, it looks like he's tried to fucking. Welly to make sure it fucking goes in. Rather Have you than just, just said Welly? I've just said Welly in on, 2023. On a Scouts podcast, you on just a, used the term Welly. <laughs> I have indeed. That's the only word to describe it. Um, and I stand by that word fully. No, but he's tried to. He's tried to fucking. He's tried to bladder it. Put his full. Put his fucking foot through it to make sure that he scores. And he's put too much on it. All it needed was a little side foot because he was next to the goal. It was harder to miss. He literally had to let it like hit him, hit him, and go in. I don't know how he's missed it. I, I can't condone how he's missed it, I but I can't but laugh because it's the most Darwin Nunes thing ever. Like them chances he's had, where he gets on the end of that ball and strikes it at the bar, 
even that, that's a half chance. Trent's made that out of fucking nothing. And he's on the end of it. Trent's playing that ball because he believes that he can do something with it. Otherwise, he wouldn't play. But he should be scoring that as well, really. He's too rash. He's too... Everything's in the heat of the moment. Nothing's calculated. But that is why we love him. But in his in his defence, they're saying that goal would have been offside anyway. Although I don't think it was. I thought Salah was onside. People are slating Salah for missing that header. Where it depends how you want to look at it. You can't see his eyes. You can't see where he's looking. I don't think he's misheaded that at all. I think he's played that down to Nunes. Yeah, I, I thought the same. I, I don't think I don't understand why they were saying it was a, a, a bad header and he's messed up and things like that. I I do think it was it was meant. Um, the way Carragher was going on, Carragher's going on. It, you've got to talk about the first one. It's terrible from Mo Salah. You can't see his eyes. You can't see mm. what he don't know what, you can't see what he's doing. All you can see is the back of his head and his head spin towards Nunes. So in my head, that's a pass and it's a brilliant pass. Mm. Nunes should be scoring, and effectively it could have cost us another two points. But it's it's you've just got to it's it's that type of season where it's going to be a roller coaster. Said we're still learning. Darwin Nunes is not a, a box striker. He's always going to do stuff mad in front of goal. That's why I prefer him on the left. He's still learning that role of putting the ball in the net. It's like teaching a six-year-old who's never played in front of goal before. It, it's mad. It's crazy for a professional footballer to to be that rash. But he's different and that's why we like him, I think. Not because he misses, but because you don't know what to expect. When he shouldn't score, he scores. How the fuck do you score that goal the other day, lad? And then you missed that. It, it just makes no sense. But that is why he's chaotic. Yeah. But he can't, like... Someone messaged me on, on my Facebook page saying, basically, well, saying he's shite. He'll get us 20 goals a season, but he's shite. Um, and we can't just see him as a little cult hero. And I'm like... It's, like He's a foot better footballer than Ziva Khorigi, but we absolutely idolise Ziva Khorigi because the big goals he scored. This lad's 22. You know what I mean? He's got years ahead of him to get better, to, to prove himself. We don't see him as a cult hero because he's shit. We see him as a, a bit of a cult hero because he, he's a little bit of us, isn't he? He's a little bit mad. He's a little bit determined. He's passionate. Where it's his ass on his, his ass, his heart on his sleeve. And that's why we like him more. By no means. So I think he's he's overrated or shite. I think he's going to get us 20, 30 goals a season and be involved in 10 to 15 as well. He's just mm. got to tidy up the the basics of his game. The, the mad party game that you don't expect. What defenders can't defend, he's brilliant at. He is chaotic, but he has got to improve in, in that six-yard box. And that's yeah, it. It's... That's probably the only thing I can say is if he if he learns to put that ball in the net and just let it hit him and not do the fancy stuff, then spot. He's done it the other day. The goal he scored, the tap in. He put that in the roof of the net. Yeah. So if he's a yard, yard further out, that's going over as well. Yeah. But he, he's, he's fucking mad, lad. But I can't help but smile when I talk about him because I just love him. No, and you know what? Like, it's... It... It's he's just one of them players, and like even me, dad says every time he scores, he goes, "I just love him scoring more than anyone else on this team," and you do. Like look at it when fucking Gravenberg scored against Toulouse because Nunes done all the hard work and Mister City. He got the fucking everyone was chanting him. No one was asked by Gravenberg. I felt a bit arse on him in fairness, but he's just that type of player, lad. He's just you're drawn to him, 
I mean, we said it last time out. You are, you're just drawn to him. You want him to do well, but he has, he's got to start, he's got to start doing the basics. And until, like, there was people have been asking on Twitter, like, is, is Darwin Nunes an, an elite striker and is he world class? And I said, and I sort of replied to one of them saying, he's not world class yet. And it's because he needs to work on them basics of just letting the ball hit him, having a bit of composure when he's got an open goal and things like that. Or no, just, not even just an open goal, a tap in, like you said, the one he nearly put over. It's he's he's got to have that bit of composure to become world class. And once he does fix them basics while still having that chaos, it's game over. But he needs to he needs to fix that part of his game. If, if he's playing as a number nine, he's got to he's got to like watch videos of Haaland and Fowler and players like that who are just in the box and they just score. At the minute, as as a footballer, he's better than Haaland as an as someone who's invested in the game and a part of the game for 90 minutes, he's better than Haaland. So I'd rather have him on my team. But if you're in a fucking big match and the ball's going in the six-yard box, you probably don't want Nunes near it. Hmm. You'd rather have Lucas Leiva in the six-yard box than Darwin <laughs> Nunes. It's fucking crazy. But that's where we're at. He, he's, he's involved in fucking nearly every attack we have. He sets it up or he makes the initial pass or he wins the ball back. He does something to be involved in that attack. So you've got to give him credit for that. He's just mm. got to tidy that bit of messiness up, and he's got yeah. to stop doing things like full on. If he just stops being so full on and just accepts a tap in as a goal and not breaking the back of the net, then he'd be sound. But yeah. it's, again, it's things things he'll learn. Um, that's where I always think like if you could have someone message me saying if you could have like an Ian Rush behind the scenes showing him positioning and fucking where to put the ball and stuff like that, you, you've got yourself like a, a knowledge that you can't buy. Just sat there, get him or Robbie Fowler in to just show him the basics because that's all he's lacking. It's yeah. like, even the run, you see that ball from centre today, as soon as Tim picks the ball up, he knows where to be. His, so his positioning is absolutely phenomenal for for a lad of his age as well, the way he knows and reads the game so early on in his Liverpool career, knows what play is going to produce, what pass and where to go and each player's got it. I think that's brilliant. Just got to learn to tap the ball in the net, lad. Yeah, everything's but, there. It's just, as I say, it just needs fine-tuning. Yeah, um, exactly. And so that's it. Like, I'm, not, I'm not worried. How? Like it's it's Under Klopp, it's going to come. And obviously, you know, in the national setup now as well, he's got um, Bielsa's as manager. So, you know, there's not fucking many better managers in the world to be learning from than Jurgen Klopp and Marco Bielsa. Exactly, lad. But you know, like if if we were sat in a room with Guardiola and Haaland, I'd imagine he's probably saying, "Look at what Nunes is doing here. If you can add that to your game, you'll be the fucking like even more perfect than you already are." And we should be doing the same. Look at Haaland, if you can add that to your game and be complete strikers, because at the minute, you don't know like what Nunes is going to do. You know Haaland's going to be in and around the box, and you know if he is and the ball gets to him, it's a fucking goal. Nine mm. times out of ten. That's all we're lacking. But I think, again, back onto the performance, overall performance, I think Nunes could have, could have had a hat-trick on the day. Um, one goal through fault of his own, Mr Sitter, the other half chances that he made himself were were just good efforts. Great goalkeeping on the on the day. Their keeper was man of the match by a mile, like by a fucking mile. We like we can't say we struggle against the teams that sit in and, and defend. 
we had like 27 shots. Mm. You know what I mean? We never yeah, struggled we, to get in behind. We never struggled to get shots off on goal. We didn't struggle to create chances. We just didn't take them. Mm. And we that's what people have got to understand. I think and, people know, who haven't watched the match have seen the scoring on Liverpool with shite. Mm. Yeah. But we weren't. So we weren't as good as we should have been. We let them get through a little bit too much. But they, I could punch Canate's head in for not bringing him down on the halfway line. Said the so same thing. Oh, fucking embarrassing that. Uh, skips out the way of them. But they're just things, again, young lads not wanting to make mistakes and in doing so, making mistakes. Mm. And it's costing us. But I I think with the late goal, it doesn't it doesn't feel like a win at all. It feels like a point grabbed when it, it, it should have been over and done with. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't... I, I, I didn't react to our goal, I'll be honest. I was just disappointed that I knew it was fucking... It, it happens all the time, don't it? The one weekend where we can fucking capitalise on other teams around us, dropping points, and we don't. Um, it's just typical Liverpool, it seems. Um, you know, we can't afford to be doing this too often when you've got, you know, City at the top of the table. Now, it's the way you've got, the, the way they've been the last few seasons, you've got to look at it like they're not coming off the top of the table for the rest of the season. That's the way you've got to approach it. So you've got to be getting every single point you can. But look, you I mean, you said that their goalkeeper was a man of the match. Luton gave their goalkeeper a man of the match, so that tells you what the game was like. Um, I suppose the positive you've got to take from it is last season we would have lost that, um, and this season we haven't. So I suppose that's the sort of improvement in that sense straight away. Um, you know, Louis Diaz, how he's even on a football pitch is fucking beyond me. Um, but fucking fair play. And you know what? We don't praise referees ever on here, I don't think. But you know what? Fair play to the referee and to the FA for saying he's not getting any, he's not getting anything against them for lifting a shirt up to, to show his message and that. Because I've seen other things. I've seen it in the past. I think, I don't know if someone had passed away. And someone had a message on the shirt and the ref went over to give him a yellow card. And you can see the referee was gutted about giving him the yellow card, but he's still done it. It's like, if you're a referee in that situation, surely you'd rather go, you know what, yeah, all right, I'll fucking just take the punishment. What are they going to do? Give me a... a punishment a is a warning, isn't it? Just listen, you, know you need I mean? to be more strict. That's it. Yeah. So fair play to the ref and the FA for saying they're not going to do anything. It's, I mean, don't get me wrong, it's the fucking least bit of empathy and compassion you can have. But fair play, because normally they don't do that. No, no. Um, I wish he'd have lifted the top up properly, though. It was doing me head in. I think he was just doing bit. it so that he, he <laughs> wasn't... I think he was just trying to be as careful with it as possible to make sure he, he definitely didn't get it. yellow. Yeah. Thinking, what's that top word say? Get your fucking top up, lad. No, brilliant. I can't believe he's he's come on and done that. I can't believe he's been involved and he's been insane. And, you know, hopefully things get sorted soon. It's, I think it's just a weird situation to, to like... It almost feels that the dad's not a threat, not under any danger, but they've still got him. But mm. I, like, I don't understand it all. They're negotiating to get him out and they're saying they're giving timescales of when he could be freed and all that. It's just, it's fucking mental. It's mad. It must be fucking terrifying for him. It seems like sort it's a him. sort of power struggle thing between the group and the government. Um, they're, the way, they're, the way they're, I'm they're reading it, like, but... holding the government to ransom now. Hmm. Because of because he's a high profile name and you've seen protests and that and footy teams supporting him and you know 
I think the government might have to stand in and go, listen, we'll, we'll give you what you want. Yeah. Um, I mean, aside from the aside from the result, like you said, the atmosphere for the most part was great. Um, obviously, I mean, it happens at every game. We have now, unfortunately, but Luton, chant, you know, the chance, the poverty chance, the Hillsborough chance that aren't Hillsborough chance. Um, it's just. <laughs> When's it going to end? Are we going to start playing, you know, fucking having to Waterlooville again? And are they going to start chanting it? Um, you know, I've seen I've seen fans saying it's not about Hillsborough, it's about Heisel. Makes absolutely no sense. Um, it's just, it's got to stop. It's, it's, I just don't know if it's going to, lad. Like, there was, it wasn't one of two people at Luton. It was fucking half a stand singing it. Um, little toe rags, dragged up fucking scum. It's the same as everyone. You don't know what's happened. They haven't got a clue of the hate it causes, but they still chant it because it's fucking, I don't know, is it cool or something to, to sing about dead people? Um, it's just fucking sad. It, it, do you know what? It, it's horrible as well because you go, you go to them little shit clubs and them little shit grounds and you're like, I hope they have a boss little day out. Seeing Mo Salah, seeing Nunes, seeing Trent, Alison. I hope they enjoy it because they're not going to be here for long. And then they start that, and you think, I fucking hate all you. You just get stranded on a main road for fucking hours on your way home, you cunts. But I don't know how, how it's going to change. There's, there's not enough happening. There's too many. To, you can't drag them all out. Mm. And there's too many. When, when it, you know, you see the likes of Knott's Forest come, come to Anfield with their banner and display the banner in solidarity with the 97 and the families and that. And then the next week you've got fucking Luton. You're absolutely no one singing about it. Hmm. It's crazy. Thing is, though, you, don't you mentioned. Sorry to just jump in there. You mentioned it's the Forest. North South divide, lad, as well. It's all the fucking. It's all them clubs that sing it. Like see your Chelsea's, your Luton's, the fucking just scum. I know, and you're right, but you know, at the same time, you you had and I, I want to stress this was very much a minority. But you mentioned Forest. Even when we went to the City Ground last season, you had Forest fans. Chantney, so the majority of them, yeah, fully in solidarity with Liverpool and the '97. With that, I mean, I don't understand how they couldn't be. But even then, you still had a minority chanting it at the City Ground. And again, these are ones who won't understand what's happened and just heard everyone else chanting it and go, "Oh, well, it must be the norm to chant it. Like, let's just do it." And they do it, um, but nothing happens. That's the problem. Luton put out a statement, half ass condemning it. What's going to happen now? Not no football. So that's what I mean. It needs to be a point where start giving a fucking close grounds, give a point deduction, even if it's only a point, just to prove a fucking point. Luton, you, you, we're talking you're a point because mm. your fans are scum. Sound, yeah. Start making it. Get, get onto the pitch. Start affecting the football team. You know yeah. what I mean? They do, they do it in the fucking European countries. If your fans are cunts, you play behind closed doors, you make no revenue that week. You've cost your fucking... Your club grands, you know what I mean? It's uh, or millions. So they've got to start being harsh with it. Fucking mm. hell. You you shout something homophobic, you're getting dragged out by your fucking ears. Mm. Getting arrested, you're getting put in a fucking shell for the night. But you can sing about dead people. It's, it makes no sense, lad. It's just a um, it's fucking very strange how it's still going on. You know, we've done everything we can to fucking turn over them lies, prove the fact that fucking Liverpool fans are innocent. Even with Heisel. You name me a fan base that gets fucking attacked by hooligans and doesn't fight back. 
just all mad. You know what I mean? Fucking attacking the stands by hooligans who were there on purpose to cause trouble. And Liverpool, as Liverpool would, fought back. Didn't push a wall down. Didn't purposely fucking make the stand collapse. It was an accident hmm. that people need to understand. And obviously, we're Hillsborough. Everyone knows the truth about Hillsborough now. Liverpool fans were innocent. And the survivors were fucking heroes. So it just needs to stop. But I don't know when it does and how it does. It's got to be a big punishment. Yeah, but it it's not going to happen, is it? I think, you know, obviously... Ian Byrne and, and, you know, the people around him, they're working hard to get the Silver Lord implemented and things like that. And I think until something like that does happen, we're not going to see any change. But even then, I'm I'm not so sure the way it's going at the minute because, like you say, it's every week. It doesn't seem to matter who we're playing. The only fucking break we get from it is European teams. European teams show us more respect to the 97 than any fucking, nearly any club in England do. I know it's, it's it's annoying, lad. It's the, the one that gets like I don't get me wrong. I don't. I'm not asked about people singing "Feed the Scousers" and "Shine On" and all that because that's just stereotype banter, if you want to call it. That's been going on since the fucking sixties, the seventies, the eighties. That's just something that's always happened. Um, you know, like fucking you stole my stereo. All that shit doesn't yeah. ask me at all. There is food banks. There's food banks all over the fucking place. Uh, and it's horrible, but I don't think that's I don't think that's directed at that. I think that is just still a, a an updated stereotype an of updated us. stereotype. Yeah, that's all it is. It's not. It's not. No one's looking at fucking how many food banks in Liverpool. Let's rip them for being skint. I don't think it's like that. Um, so that doesn't necessarily fucking bother me. And you've seen how much like we do for the food banks and that. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I don't think that's personal. I don't think that is. I think that gets sung at every ground all over the country, especially at Christmas time. It's just one of them things. But uh, always the victims, the key word in that is always. So basically what you're saying is no matter what tragedy we've been involved in, no matter what hurt the city's had, it was our fault. Hmm. No matter what. That's what always means. That's what we try and stress to Evertonians who can't see their arse on their elbow because they're thick as fuck when they sing it. Because that hurts more when they sing it, because they're from here. Yeah. So that's it. We there's, there's, you can't can't explain how it must feel for people in that ground who were at Hillsborough at Heisel. Do you know what I mean? Like, we can only talk about it from a, a fan point of view. And I've got mates who lost loved ones and that, but I'll never feel what they felt. And it hurts me. So hmm. yeah, it, it's fucking sickening. But until until the Premier League come in and do something drastic then it won't ever change, lad. No, and that's the, the sad part, isn't it? And, you know, people will listen to this and, and think, oh, well, we only care about people fucking, you know, chanting about Hillsborough and Heisel, and it's it's not what we're getting at. And, you know, if if you listen, if you go back and sort of listen or watch the, the interview that I've done with Ian Byrne, he, he stresses that. It's not just, yeah, it's going to be, you know, we want, it's called the Hillsborough Lord now because it's the biggest injustice that we've seen in terms of a sport and tragedy. Um, it's one of the biggest injustices we've seen in the country full stop. So it, it makes sense that it'd be called Hillsborough, but it's not just about that. You know, we don't want people chanting about Munich. You know, nobody goes to Bradford and chants about the fire. Nobody goes to Ibrox and chants about their fans dying. It's like no one goes to Leeds and starts chanting about the two fans who got killed in Turkey. Why is it acceptable but, when it's Liverpool? No, no, to be honest, lads, Obviously, you probably you probably do get there 
their derby singing because I think football fans are just sick, but it, it goes from a banter to being warped in the head. And I think you'll always have, no matter what stadium you're at, if there's been a tragedy or a disaster where people have lost their lives, you're going you're gonna to get some dickhead somewhere chanting it. But again, I think in the past, as kids and that, I've done it myself over Munich. When if they've scored, scored a goal late against us, I've fucking I'll on my hands up. You fucking you Munich bastards. You don't know what it means. It's just the terminology you use, and then you grow up and you fucking see the the like memorials and stuff like that, and you think fucking hell, it, it is. It was real people. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not just a mm. shout you pull out. It it's it's real people. You you grow out of being a prick when you're a kid, where you're allowed to do and say what you want, and then you go fucking hell. That's heavy. And I think a lot of Liverpool fans have, you know, we put Hillsborough to the forefront now and go, do you know what? If if we can't fucking accept people singing about that, why should we do it? And I I haven't heard any chanting like that for, for fucking years. Hmm. I haven't. Not at our ground. Um, so, yeah, you've just got to hold your hands up and go, it's a fucking scum thing to do. Don't do it. They're real people with families, people around them. And it can't; it needs to stop. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so before we before we leave, then so we obviously play tomorrow. Uh, return game against Toulouse over in France. Um, early game, early kickoffs a bit shit. Um, admittedly, but it is what it is. Um, I mean, based on the first game, I'm I'm not expecting too much different in terms of result. It'd be harder, obviously, going over there, but um. Again, good experience. Their fans were great when they come to Anfield. Um, I'm expecting it to be a fucking like a, a fucking cauldron in there, to be honest. Yeah, hopefully it's a, a good away for the the, um, the fans that are going over. Should be nice atmosphere, no animosity. Should be um, be like the likes of your Dortmunds and that way you're all gathered together and showing respect to each other. They'll be swapping the scarves and all that. So it's always nice to see all that. But then let's get down to business on the pitch and batter them. Fingers crossed. Go in, make a statement, fucking wind Darwin Nunes up, fucking spin something in his back and just let him go and let's see how he goes. Because um, he needs he needs <laughs> to get on the score sheet or get an assist and hopefully we can blow them away and that's us done, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, well, no, it's a, we need to take it seriously. Obviously, we want to get qualified from the group as soon as possible. Um, like you've spoke about previously, it gives us then a chance to bring in some of the younger ones and give them a proper a proper run out in it um, for the last couple of group games. Um, not to say we're not going to obviously take them seriously, but it means we can rest a few more than we have been in it. Um, I expect to see McAllister play. Obviously, he's banned for Brentford on on Sunday. Um, thought I didn't think he was very good on Sunday. I'll be honest, but um, again, it was a it was a tough tough game. Um, I don't think there was a lot of there wasn't much control in the midfield in the whole game I didn't think um, so he'd be looking to put in a good performance I think but I, I can see him starting with not being able to play Sunday I thought Travis Lai was poor as well to be honest I yeah, thought the was. midfield I think it was sort of because someone commented um, on me post and he said about Trent shouldn't have been central should have kept him right back and used the flanks but Thought every attack come through Trent. Thought the midfield was shite. So Trent slipping into that middle role, I thought it was our outlet. Hmm. Um, didn't help us 
defensively because he had a bad game defensively, Trent. He got fucking yeah. smoked a few times, but you know, you'd accept that when he's he's playing them passes in behind and he's done quite a few, to be fair. A few brilliant passes just out and not and got us on the attack. Yeah, McAllister struggled. Hmm. Just I think at times was just skipping rounds and he, he looks like he goes he reminds me a bit of Alonso. Alonso was a bit of a shit house and a tackle. Goes to go in and pulls out. Um but then when you get him the ball, he can do lovely things with it. Hmm. Shopperslay, I think, just wasn't himself on the day. Um He's played but, a lot though, you've got to remember. I, that. Know, I was gonna say that he looks a little he looked a little bit lethargic, so I think he could do it a rest. Um yeah. Just one of them. The midfielders sort of bypassed even even needing Trent in that middle to create the chances. Nunes having to come into the midfield to collect the ball to try and set up. So, yeah. Mm. No, I wouldn't mind seeing Curtis Jones, Curtis Jones, McAllister, and Gravenberg start or something. Just give some time. And they'll push McAllister up a bit. Mm, Possibly, but I think Enzo will be starting the weekend, won't he? So they might keep him. Yeah, probably clear. so yeah, don't just go all out. At try and have fun with it. Try and try and pick them apart and beat them. Yeah. Um, you mentioned there but, about like Trent not putting a tackle in as well, and, and like I I I'd not I seen that. I'd put that on Twitter myself on like while the game was on. I just think I, I don't think anyone wanted to put a tackle in on the day. It was just really weird. They, they were doing what I used to do. You throw your leg out to make it look like you're trying to tackle. But really, you're not asked about getting the ball. You don't want the ball. Take it off me. <laughs> no, 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 but it, it is. It's one crazy. of those. You throw your leg out to make it look like you're having a go. And I, I felt like that's what a lot of them were doing on the day. Yeah, just yeah, just just getting skipped past. It just was very effortless. Um, but again, like I don't want to use tiredness as a fucking as a moan this early on in the season. But again, we're literally fucking we're struggling to get these podcasts out because we're playing that often. Know what I mean? We're fucked. I'm only doing an hour, but now that you know what I mean, they've been training, resting, playing. It's it's this Thursday, Sunday, shite annoying. We need to get back in the Champions League, but we only do so by fucking winning this cup. Yeah. Okay. Um. Well, yeah. Look, it's going to be a good game tomorrow. Um. Obviously, we've got Brentford on. He wants to say something. Yeah, I'm not predicting anything ever again either. <laughs> ever. <laughs> I was sat there on like. 78 minute thinking score now let's get another four like. <laughs> fuck's sake yeah no nev- never predict anything ever again please I, um, I've learned that the hard way um, but look yeah hopefully we get we get um, qualification to the next round secured uh, tomorrow go to Brentford put in a decent performance there back at Anfield um, tough game man yeah you know what the I was going to say they're like our bogey team, but we've got about four or five of them in the league now. Everyone. Um, <laughs> but the fact that they've, they've worked their arse off against West Ham the other day, like I, I always I always look at things like that. That's, Luton will get absolutely mauled in their next game, whoever they play. Guarantee you, they'll be absolutely fucked for a week after the, the, the shift they put in against us. Um, we dragged them all over that park as well. We made them run like little bitches. I can't wait for them to go down because your fans are cunts. Ha! So, um, yeah, Brentford worked their arse off against West Ham. Got got the three points, so I think they they might be feeling it a little bit. Obviously, again, you can't put tired and start of things, but you've had a week off. But I do think when you've you've put a lot in like that, I think it does take that little bit of zest area. So mm. hopefully, we can just pick them apart as well. 
yeah, and hopefully, you know, both of our games aren't as eventful as fucking Tottenham and Chelsea on Monday because that was... I missed it. I only put I put my tweet out because you messaged me and I thought, what a time to to put this t-shirt out. Lad, it was the that's the maddest game I've ever seen. I still haven't seen what's happened. I don't know. So <laughs> to sum it up, a doggy should have been sent off for a two-footed lunge in the first half. Then Romero should have been sent off after him for kicking out of Colwell. Basically, remember David Beckham in the 98 World Cup when he kicked Simeone? Yeah, yeah. He done that and, and stayed on the pitch. Right. Beckham got sent off for it when you could tackle. <laughs> um, madness. And then, fucking, yeah. Then he do, then Romero goes, fucking catches someone um, knee height after winning the ball. I say knee height, it was like, but it was below the knee, but it was like a good halfway up his shin, like, and Tottenham fans are like, I've, it seen, I've red... seen that still. Yeah, it wasn't a red card. It's like he, he's nearly left with his leg. Um, <laughs> he's nearly took that home as a souvenir. Um, then a dog he gets sent off for the fucking second yellow. It was like it was a carbon copy of of our game in that sense. And then fucking, um, yeah, people are praising Postecoglou for playing a high line with nine men. It's like I've said it a couple of times. Chelsea's own Chelsea is shit, by the way. Absolutely shit. Like they should a good team would have scored eight that game. The way they the way Tottenham lined up. Um but Chelsea's only fucking threat is pace. You've got Sterling, one of the fucking most rapid players in the Prem, and you're playing on the halfway line with nine men. All he had to do was time his run, he was three on goal. They gave they gave Nick Jackson three open goals and he still fucking missed the sitter as well. <laughs> like it could be so much worse with you know, Darwin Nunes might miss the odd sitter here and there and and you know, just make us laugh, but Nicholas Jackson would make me partway suicidal. <laughs> Honest to God, lad, they're awful. They're so bad. Um and it's hilarious. But yeah, crazy, crazy game. But again, it comes back to refereeing, and I'm not gonna fucking dwell on this because we need to end this. I promised you the short one. But again, how VAR have, have looked at the doggy challenge. If you get a chance, like go just look the highlights because the doggy should have went. It was it was a proper old-fashioned two-footer. I'm going to try and break your leg here. And it's just lucky you missed him. Um, Fucking hell. I'm going to say I've missed it. I love them games. Yeah, they've done Definitely them. Shit or not. Like, I just love I, them. I, as a neutral, it was bad. boss. But, like, how VAR's missed that, I don't get it. Then with the Romero one where he's kicked Carwell, do you said it's petulance and not violence. It's like, he's, he's kicked them on purpose. That's how, not petulance. How are you making these decisions on what's going through your fucking head? Some of them could be named manslaughter, lads, and they still don't get books. But I enjoyed the Arsenal Newcastle game as well. The fucking I didn't see that. that I, was, I was in Manchester, like lad, bizarre. But, but I get that's the thing. The, that's questionable, lad, isn't it? Because I get you... the ruling of it. Like Carragher's saying, because it's because the goal is physically being given by the referee, and there's no conclusive evidence that the referee's wrong. Mm. He can't do anything about it. So I get that. But it was just like, if that had happened to us, I reckon there'd have been fans going on the pitch to choke the ref out because it was like, right, we're looking for potential ball out. Oh, he didn't give an answer whether it was in or out, by the way. We're looking you haven't for got an angle, ball that's out. Right. Oh, and now we're looking for potential foul. Hmm. And now we're looking for potential offside. Everyone's just in the stadium. Like, just looking for a way not to give it. And then he gave the goal. And I was like, that's madness. Yeah. No, but you know what? Japan in the World Cup scored a similar goal where it looked like it was out. 
But it's like with the corners now. No, no, no player puts the ball in the fucking quadrant anymore. They overhang it, and as long as a bit of the ball is fucking overhanging the quadrant, it's sound. So it's well, it's that. It like you said, it's inconclusive whether it that's was the completely out or not. Because you can see oh, when I I was in, I watched it with my Arthur, and I'm shouting, "It's out! That's out! It's definitely out!" And then he's got to hate that little ugly fucking uh, Claire Baldwin looking bastard. Does me head in. Oh yeah. But um. Yeah, I said that's out there, and then when it shows you the still, it's one hundred percent out. But as you say, they could be an overhang from the ball, and because you can't prove it because it's that close, you've got to give it one of them. The foul when I call for a foul, but when you're out watching it, I think what Neville and Carragher said is right. I think he's gone to head the ball, and the hands on the back has made it look more like a push than it was. I think he's already making that movement himself mm. to head yeah. the ball, and, and he's, then he's gone for the header, Annie. And he's not offside, so yeah. Now I think with the foul, I think he's gone up for the header, as a player would. And because Gabriel's felt a fucking hand in his back, he's gone down, which made it look like a foul. Um, but it, 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 it's been a, he's tried to do a bit of what Harry Kane used to do. Or yeah, but I also think off. even if if Gordon, if um, he was with that header down, Jolin, Jolin, if, yeah, if Jolinton's not behind him. He still does that movement. He still does that positioning. He, he tries to crouch down to head the ball away. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Sort of thing. But yeah, fuck it. I'm just, I'm just glad to see um, big teams dropping points around us when we are. But as you say, we never capitalise on it. But that's the Liverpool way. I think it's as mad as it sounds. I, I like it's like having an horse race. If you've got a tenner on a horse and your horses is winning from the fucking traps, it's not winning the race. It's getting caught on the line, mm. and you fucking know it. If my horse is leading, I'll fucking not watch it because I know it's not getting, it's not winning. Um, I want that to be the same this season. I want to be on the shoulder, whoever's at the top, yeah, all the way. And then when it gets to like fucking, as long as we're within, if we're within six points of the title, Christmas time, happy days, start creeping up, get to fucking March, get to April, and then start um, start whipping the horse, lad. Let's go for it. <laughs> Yeah, um, look. If there was ever a weekend to drop points, it was it was that one. Um, thankfully, Arsenal and Tottenham also drop points. City, obviously, not to be expected. Um, but it is what it is. They just they know how to win. They thing is with City, people go, "Ah, City have already lost two games this year." But City will lose five games this season, but they'll only draw three, and that's the yeah. difference. Um, no, I think with City as well, lad, is the the shorts they do it. They give you a bit of a fault false pretense every year they have a few shaky games at the beginning and you think oh these aren't quite the same and then they just click and you're like fuck see then you start seeing the fours the fives the six nils and that um, but I, I'll be honest on paper I don't fear them I think like for like I think I feel like we've got a, a better team at the minute hmm. just, we've got to just see how we go that's it lad um, well look uh, I'd say we'll wrap it up there for today um, just want to say if wherever you listen to us, whether it's Spotify, whether it's Apple, um, anywhere, whatever you do, please just you know drop us a rating, whatever whatever you feel it is, just just rate us on there. It helps get us up the charts on there and, and gets more people to see see what we're putting out there. And same with YouTube, if you are, you know, if you're watching us on there, just drop a like on the video, or you know, if you're not already, please subscribe to us on there because again, uh, more visibility we get, the more you know, the more we can put out and the more sort of better guests we can get on, more guests as well, um, which is something we'll 
look to do as we do get as we do get bigger. So yeah, um, thank you everyone again for for tuning in and, and listening and watching with us. But uh, until next week, up the reds, up the fucking reds. Sports Social Podcast Network.